So welcome back. I've always used the same phrase. You say, welcome back, citizens of heaven, to our Wednesday night Bible study. Everybody say Bible study. It's not a, it's not a preaching. It's a study, you know, and I'm going to try to uh, use the right words so they penetrate your heart. And, and I believe people are getting it. Man, look at this crowd. Wow. Packed on a Wednesday night. Man, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Oh, hallelujah. If you are born again and you gave your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and you ask him to come live in you, then you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And that's who I'm talking to. And if you're not a citizen and you, because you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, tonight you can become a citizen. It's real easy. You just come up here, you pray, you receive, you repent, and you become a citizen. When you walk out that door tonight, you're a citizen of heaven. Well, what's, what's different than a citizen of heaven? Well, now you have the right to use the name of Jesus. You have the right to, to receive kingdom, uh, whatever the Bible says, you have the right to receive that. A lot of people that are just religious and never made Jesus the Lord of their life and call God their father, and for years they've done that, and they're not because he is not until they're only a brain and a body walking around. I keep saying that over and over. Until you make Jesus the Lord of your life and your spirit becomes alive, then you're free, your spirit, soul, and body. Then your spirit can rule, and then you can use the manual, which is the word of God, to receive everything, all the benefits that are in there. We, all, we struggle when we're lost, you know, to pay our bills, and we wonder, you know, paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to live like that. When you, when you know, when you are a kingdom citizen, all you got to do is research, you know, find out what, what, how God prospers you financially, you know, and do what he tells you to do. He said, if you obey me, then I'll bless you, you know. And, and some people don't understand the blessings. You know, me, I'm, you know, up there in age right now. I don't want to tell you how old, but, you know, past 70, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I've learned the hard way, but I've learned, you know, that the word of God is true. You know, that I mean, he blesses us to a point that we live on. When we say, we, we sing all the time, we live over the overflow and all that, and, but most people are not doing that. You know, I have experience living over the overflow because I do it every day. You know, I, I check my, my bank on my phone every, a, a lot. And I say, oh, it, it hasn't gone down yet, you know. So I just keep living over the overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So are you ready to eat from the bread of life? Are you hungry? <laughs> is your soil soft? Now you know that. And I've been teaching. You know what your soil is, right? Your heart. Is it soft or is it hard? If it's hard, you're not going to receive, you know. So you ask yourself, is my heart soft? Is, am I ready to receive the seed of the word of God to be planted in that soft soil or to be watered? The seed was planted last week, and today we water it, you know. And then God brings the increase. But God can't bring the increase if you if your heart is not soft, if, it's, if you haven't planted, and if you haven't watered, then you can't expect an increase. But if you have, then the increase comes. Hallelujah. And before I get started, you know, I don't like testimonies. Is there any testimonies here? Somebody that came and said, man, I, I got to testify because God did a miracle in my life in the last week, Sunday or Sunday night or Wednesday night or whenever. Is there anyone here? Okay, well, man, you're going to get tonight, you know. So by next week, you'll have a testimony. How's that? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. See, I was going to give you a book if you could testify. But now I have to give it to the next person that's going to have it. Hallelujah. The Bible word is spiritual power by John Osteen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So last Wednesday, who was here last Wednesday? 
last Wednesday, and if you weren't here, you can replay this, uh, the, the teaching from last Wednesday. Um, we dissected 14 to 19. So tonight, let's start by opening our Bibles to Ephesians 3.17 in the Amplified. I was going to kind of, you know, this was supposed to be my la last was supposed to be my last message, but, you know, we had a young lady that quoted 1 Corinthians 13, and, and it inspired me to keep going. I'll do one more lesson on this, you know, because this is the most important subject that every Christian has to have, and most people don't understand the love. They don't understand love. You know, they, 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 you, you can't give, give, or whatever. It's got to, love has to be natural. And the only way it's natural is that it's got to be deep-rooted in you. Then you don't, nobody has to, that's when you just automatically, you can't wait to give, right? I mean, you just live that life. And then love has, it's like a football team or a basketball team, you know, if you know sports, there's offense and defense, right? Now, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, of us do, Christians that call themselves Christians, they know the, they know the, the offense, which means, you know, the action they do. But they don't have the defense, and and that's what kills them. The defense. You know, that's why people quit church because people criticize them, and then they say, "Well, they call you a hypocrite," and they, because they're, they're judgmental. I mean, you quit because okay, fine, I'm a hypocrite. I don't go no more because you don't have any defense. But when the, when you when your love has defense, you can handle it. No matter what anybody says to me, I ain't quitting. You know, it's not hurt me, and I'm not gonna be revengeful or or try to get back at you. No, you know, I'm just gonna keep loving on you because I know that I'm not gonna fall. Why? Because I'm deeply rooted in love. You know, so my defense is there. You know, so so take notes tonight. So we started in the Amplified Classic, Ephesians three seventeen. What's the first two words? Come on, y'all can read right. First two words, make Christ. Easy. Underline them, take notes. Circle it. May Christ. May who? It's not saying may you. It's saying may Christ, Jesus, through your faith. Now that's you. Through whose faith? Through your faith. May Christ Jesus through your faith, not through my faith, not through your husband's faith, not through your wife, not through your neighbor. May Christ Jesus through your faith. It's an individual thing, right? Actually, and what's actually? Really or truly dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home. Underline that. Permanent home in your heart. May you be rooted deep in love. Everybody say deep. Not just love. Deep in love and founded securely in love. See, when you study the Bible, study it like that. Underline each word and meditate on it and ponder on it. Don't go fast, you know. Concentrate on what you just read. And then tear it down, you know, break it down like make Christ. Okay, Jesus, you're going to have to help me. And and I have faith, and I'm actually going to dwell. You're going to dwell and settle down and abide in me. Did you hear that? So you're taking notes. The word is Jesus, right? And Jesus said, permanent home. Did you hear that? Permanent home. In the world, a lot of people live in temporary housing. 
but you are looking for a permanent home. Hmm. Not passing through. A permanent home. Where? In your heart. Permanent means permanent. It's not going to go nowhere. And when he says in your heart, I don't mean your pumping heart or pumping blood heart. Not that. I'm talking about your spirit man. It's called your heart. But if you're not born again, you don't have a born again spirit, then I'm not, I'm not talking to you. See? You have to have a spirit in order for me to talk to you about the word of God. A spirit is your, is your heart. And, he, and he's talking to your spirit. May you be grounded and rooted deep. In love. Because if you're rooted in love, it takes care of everything else. Love heals. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm not talking about huggy, kissy love, which is how the world looks at everything. Huggy, kissy love. If you love me, you would do this. If you love me, you would give me this. If you love me, you would do that. No, that's not love. Hmm? Jesus is love. Walking in obedience of his word is love. And sometimes walking in obedience of his word doesn't agree with the world. See? But you're doing it because Jesus told you to do it. Your parents might understand, understand. Your brothers and sisters don't understand. But you're doing it because you're in obedience to the word, and that's love. Hallelujah. Who's listening to what, to what you're reading? Who is listening to what you're reading? See? Because when you read, say, read it out loud so you can, so it can go in your ear. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So read it out loud and then ask yourself, are you listening? You ask yourself, are you listening? Hmm. Let's go over several key words. Number one, dwell in you. Say, hey, dwell in me. Settle down or make a home. You know, there's a lot of people in the world that never had settled down, and they don't live in permanent homes. And even when they're married and live somewhere, they're still not sure if it's permanent. Permanently, not temporary. Rooted and grounded deep in love. Everybody say deep in love. So the foundation, securely in love, that's your foundation. And last week I taught that the Holy Spirit's job was to form the living Christ in us. That's his job. You don't have to try to do it on your own. Let the Holy Spirit do it. But the Holy Spirit's not going to do it by you sitting at home. See? Or watching television. Or watching sports. The Holy Spirit's going to do it by you sitting under the word of God. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Are you hearing me? And the living Christ is love. So the Holy Ghost forms that living Christ in you. You don't do it on your own. You don't take credit. Over time, you become a changed person. I see people here that were here two or three, four or five years ago that, that now they look like love. Before, they didn't look like love. Now they are love. And they're not trying to love. They just automatically are love. Hallelujah. Our roots, say our roots. Before we can demonstrate that kind of love, our roots, say our roots. Say my roots. <laughs> have to go deep like the Chinese bamboo. So who knows about the Chinese bamboo? I asked somebody, my mom and granddaughters asked her, Do you, have you heard of Chinese bamboo? She said no. I said, okay, good. I'm going to teach it to you. Maybe there's one person in here that knows. But I'm sure a lot of you don't know. So can, you want to learn? 
The Chinese bamboo is one of the hardest materials in the world. Despite of how it looks, such that it has strength greater than that of steel. And it's greater than concrete. Chinese bamboo, do you know that? That a plant can be greater than steel? And I, I, I know John Osteen or several of our generals in faith had taught this. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I'm not that smart. I learned from them and then I teach you, you know. Right? So, so I, I learned that, you know. That's, and he said, it takes, so take notes because you're going to teach this to someone else one day. It takes five years to grow. They compare that to a Christian. It takes five years for you to grow. I always say, John Austin told me one year, but man, after five years, you are strong in the Lord, and you're deeply grounded. So don't be in a hurry. Some people get in a hurry. They go to church one day, and they think they, they're supposed to act in love tomorrow, but they don't. Because they're, they're just not, they're planted. They're not even up root. They're not even, yeah, do you understand? All right. So it takes five years. It, it doesn't break. It, it, it never breaks ground to five years. So think about it. So think, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm learning, and, but I'm, I haven't even broke ground yet. Huh? After five years, hmm, five years. Wow, are you listening? Not overnight. And love takes that much more either a year or months and months of deep ingredients for love to demonstrate, be demonstrated. And to be able to withstand, like I said, the defense. To be able to withstand everything that comes against it. Because the Chinese bamboo breaks through after five years. And once it breaks through to the ground, it will grow 90 feet tall in five weeks. And what is it? Why is it doing five years underground and then boom, 90 feet in five weeks? That's how Christians see. I see you. If you come in Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and all of a sudden, you know, here's Jeremiah and his beautiful wife sitting in the front row. They weren't there before. Hmm? They were back there. Sometimes they weren't even here. Huh? And, and I've known, you know, I've known them before, you know. I've known their testimony. Erica used to, man, she was a fighter. She beat up everybody, beat up, you know, she, when I met her, she was a fighter, you know. Her aunt used to bring her around, you know, she would, she used to tell me, you know, she, man, you know, I mean, her whole family, they were fighters, you know. But she wasn't rooted in love, and now she's like supernatural love. How many know that Erica shows love? That's why she's in the ministry she is. But did it grow overnight? No. How long you been here? How long is that? Eight years. See, eight years. She's 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 like the Chinese bamboo. You can't you can't do nothing against her now in love. Before she was using her senses to fight, you know, and she loved if she wanted to, <laughs> or she hated if she wanted to. Huh? But once you deep you deep rooted and grow, you don't have a choice but to love. Because that's who you are. And you're so strong like the Chinese bamboo that nobody, if what comes against you, you will stand it. You don't criticize it. You go ahead and tell me whatever you want. I still love you. Huh? And that's how it looks. Boom. In five weeks. 
And a bamboo grove can last for a hundred years. You know that? Man, Jesus says, uh, with long life will I satisfy you, show you my salvation if you're deeply grounded in love. And here I am every day. I say, thank you, Father, that you're showing me long life, long and healthy. You promised me, and I, am, I'm, I have it. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. But I was going to tell you last week, it's, uh, yeah, it takes five years to grow, and it has to be watered. Listen to this. Take note. It has to be watered and fertilized in the ground where, where, where it has been planted every day. They don't see nothing for five years, but for five years, they're watering and fertilizing it every day. Yeah. We don't have to see anything in you. We water you, fertilize you, you know, every day for, for years. We don't have to see the results yet, but we're doing it, and all of a sudden, you start rising to the top. You know, and then, then the pastor starts seeing, well, whoa, you, you know, you've been here, man, you've changed, you know. Now, now you start doing ministries now. Yeah. Are you understanding this? Fertilize and water daily. That's what we call Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I don't know what you do at home. I hope you do it. You can do it at home. But if you don't, I know here we're going to water you, fertilize you on three services a week. And all of a sudden, boom, you came up. And don't condemn yourself if you haven't arrived yet because think about the Chinese bamboo. Say, well, Dang Bamboo hasn't been out the ground yet, man. I'm still going to keep being fertilized. And one of these days, the, the, by faith, God said that I will become love. And when you become love, you don't have to be begged for anything. You, you automatically do it. I mean, you can't wait to get to church to do it. You know? You can't wait to get to church to obey God and tithe because, because that's what love is, man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It does not break ground for, for five years. Isn't that something? After five years, once it breaks ground, it will grow 90 feet tall in five weeks and last for 100 years. We learned something new. So, okay, when I ask you at the end, you better, you better come and tell me what you learned. All right. So a great example of a born-again Christian is what we do here. Pastor Sandy sows the seed. I water it on Wednesday, and God gives increases. Always think of the Chinese bamboo now. You don't, you don't man, I got to go get watered. I got to go get sown more word, you know. Hallelujah. You don't give the increase. God gives the increase. You don't have to do anything. Don't get condemned because you're not doing it. God has to do it. And if you don't agonize, it's because God's not big enough inside of you yet. Just keep coming, and it'll, all of a sudden, you, you'll go back and apologize to those you heard last year. You'll go back. I was talking to my son, you know, big old police officer, you know, and I, and I asked him about something, and he said, yeah, you know, we made up and all that, you know, things that happened. And, and I said, really, man, I'm sorry you said it. He said, because of your teaching, Dad. That, that gets my heart. So anybody can go. You can go back for a year ago and say, hey, let me call you. Man, I know last year I acted like crazy, but I'm sorry, man. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm growing in love, and I want you to forgive me. Whether they forgive you or not, who cares? You, we take care of you. And then watch people that are living paycheck to paycheck. Watch your, your finances grow. Yeah, you have to sow. Yeah, you have to tithe. But if you're not walking in love, it ain't going to grow. 
Because a lot of people have not forgiven people, and the Bible says you can put your, you better pick up that offer and go back and ask forgiveness because that, that money ain't going to grow. So you're throwing it away. So you, this is an important lesson. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Roots get deep. Hmm. Everyone will see the glory of God once your roots grow deep. Everyone will see the glory of God in you. You don't have to tell them who you are. They'll see. They'll tell somebody else, hey, did you notice, uh, you know, Frank, you know, he's not the same like he used to be. No, they talk about you over here on the side in a good way, you know. Hallelujah. Rooted and grounded in love. Ponder on that. Love. Everybody say love. See, we hear a lot about love. But the truth is that few people really know what love is. For most, it's an emotional thing. Okay? So you know what that is. Emotional, right? It's just a physical thing that appears. Then it vanishes without warning. That person used to love me. Now they left. I don't see them no more. They don't call me. They took me out of Facebook. They, they, don't, they don't like my comments. You know. But they loved me last year. <laughs> it vanished without warning. It's elusive. It's undefinable. We seek it, but we rarely find it. As believers, we should know what love is. But even believers seem to be confused about it at times. That's why I'm teaching it. Because I know that believers need this. You might think, well, why don't we go on to the next subject? You know, like, well, maybe next week. But right now, you still need this. <laughs> we don't need to be, <laughs> we don't need to be, uh, that, that's why we come to, to studies of God's word, like tonight. We don't need to be confused about love. We should walk in love and know in love. Love should come out of your eyes. Not looking down when you pass people. Just looking right in their eyes. And love should penetrate them. You don't have to say nothing. Just look at them. Hmm. So we don't ever have to be confused about who is in us. What is he doing? If love is in you, then he's looking through those eyes. Hmm. Who's getting it? Uh, let's turn to 2 John 1, 6 in the Amplified Classic. 2 John 1, verse 6. And what this love consists in is this. Uh, underline those three words or circle them. In is this. So you want to ask a question. What is this love? All right. Consists in is this. That we live and walk in accordance with and guided by his commandments. That's what love is. You don't do what the world taught you. You do what the Bible taught you. But if you don't know the Bible, you can't do what the Bible teaches you. So you have to study to show yourself approved and then obey what you just read. The, he orders ordinance, ordinances, precepts, teaches. This is a commandment, as you have heard from the beginning, that you continue to walk in love guided by it. How? Guided by it and following it. So you're supposed to be guided by love. 
not by your brain, not by your body, but by the spirit of love. That's what guides you. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God is not complicated. Some people think it's complicated, but it's not. It's quite simple. God says love is keeping his commandments. That's it. So how do I know that I have love? You're keeping his commandments. When you don't forgive, you're not keeping his commandments. When you're still angry at somebody and you still haven't talked to him for years, you're not keeping his commandments. You got a clean house. What does that mean, man? To make everything right. And then you know that now you're living a permanent home, guided by love. This statement brings love out of the infinite and into something very clear and, and complete. Are you still with me? But God, said but God, has done even more than define love for us. He has given us, are you ready, instructions so that we can know how to love as he loves. So he said, Jesus loves you, that he, God loved you so much he gave his son for you. Well, you're supposed to love like he loves. So you get to the point where you will love like God loves, like Christ loves. He gave us his word. He has given us his love. And he gave us a manual. Everybody say manual. So you have a manual. You can follow it. Black and white. All we have to do is follow it. And we will be walking in love. Hmm. How many here have made Jesus the Lord of your life? All right. Give yourself a hand clap. <laughs> you have already taken step one of obedience. Step one, make Jesus the Lord of your life. The love of God has been born within you when you gave Jesus the Lord of your life. When you came up here, you made him the Lord of your life, the love of God was born in you. Now you got to water it, fertilize it, let it grow. But like I said, like the Chinese bamboo, it's not going to take overnight. It'll be all of a sudden. Maybe it'll take a year. But when it does, you'll see yourself in the mirror. You're a different person. And everybody will see that. Hmm. Love of God has been born in you. But, everybody say but, unless you take action, see, that love will remain hidden within you. <laughs> you don't want that. We all have heard over and over that faith without works is dead, right? Well, love works the sun in much the same way as faith. Who's getting it? Faith is a powerful force, but we have to act on God's word by faith. If not, that powerful force lies dormant. Okay, let me move on. The same thing is true concerning the love of God. We can have the love of God abiding within us and still be unable to allow this love to work through us and reach other people. Now do you see why the world thinks we are hypocrites? See? I mean, no matter your color, I have the love of God, but I'm not acting on it. So they look at you because they judge you and they call you a hypocrite. I've been called a hypocrite a lot. Just because I don't give or open my house or, or do something that they want me to do, you know, then I'm a hypocrite. When they say, I thought you were a Christian, <laughs> where is that love? I've been asked that many times. <laughs> now you won't feel condemned. <laughs> you can say, you can say it's growing roots. 
few years, you know, pop up, and then I can do what you want me to do. It's coming. Glory. You see? You see? That's why you take notes, man. So now I'm giving you some defense. You know? Teams need offense and defense. All right, let's turn to Philippians 1.9 in the King James. And I underline the first four words. And this I pray. See, when you study it like that, you dissect it, it means more. You know, you don't just read it real fast and then you forget what you read. And this I pray, that your love may abound. And that, and that word abound means overflow to the brim. <laughs> Yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment. So the love of God is released in our life by acting on the knowledge. So if you don't know, you can't act. And that's why you come to learn. It's a Bible study. Take notes so you can learn. Knowledge is important. Now you know. Because if you don't know, now I think I have a teaching on, if you don't know that you have an inheritance, then you're broke. You could have millions of dollars that they left you, but you didn't ever know. So you're broke. So you have to have the knowledge of the will. That's what you got to leave you, you know. In God's word and in judgment. So now listen very close. Take note. Without revelation, knowledge followed by action, love lies undeveloped. So that's why when you come to church, ask the Holy Ghost, give you revelation, knowledge, Holy Spirit, that I may know who you are and I may know that love. I don't want it to lie in me undeveloped. And selfishness continues to reign supreme in us. Even though we're new creatures. Turn to 1 John 2, verse 5 and 6 in the Amplified Classic again. But he, but he who keeps treasures, and his word is called treasuring, who bears in mind his precepts, who observes his message in its entirety, true, truly in him, has the love of God, has the love of and for God been perfected, completed, reached maturity. By this we may perceive, and that means know, recognize, and be sure that we are in him. How? By the love. Go over that scripture over and over. It says, I know that I'm in him because I have love. For everyone. Next verse, whoever says he abides in him ought as a personal debt to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself. Hmm. That's big, right? Question, how would the love of God be perfected in you or in us? Remember this, just because we became Christians or we go to church or even confess that we're born again, we still not, and, but we still act ugly at times unless we try very hard to act nice. You shouldn't have to try to act nice. It should just become normal. Work on it. There's a way that love will come out of us naturally. It's so easy, naturally, not to try. Man, I'm going to try to smile at that guy. I don't like it, but I'm going to try to smile. You know? It's naturally. I said naturally, are you learning tonight? As we act on God's word, the love of God will be perfected in us. 
then, can you say then? Then that's when love will begin to flow from us to others. Amen. Can you say glory? I know people that when, when I first met them, 14, I'm talking about 14, 16 years ago, did not always walk in love towards me. But as they began to grow in the word of God, they started acting on God's word. Later, they obviously acted love towards me. I could feel the love in their heart. But it took years. It, it naturally came in them when they kept sitting in the church that long. Then all of a sudden today, man, I, they can't wait to hug me. I can't wait to hug them. Hallelujah. Always the key is acting in love. It, it stems from the word. But acting on the word of God is always. See, when you act on, in love on your own, it's just temporary. But when you act According to the, to you act because the word made you, it's always. Who got it? Why? There's nothing, absolutely nothing that is more important than learning the love walk. I said learning the love walk. See, so everything takes learning. You have to study. Learning the love walk. That's different than just loving and walk like somebody's telling you. Do this, do that. You know? No. Learn. Learn the love walk. And let it grow inside of you. Are you getting it? For new converts, are you getting it? I mean, if you're under a year, you're new. How many here have been under a year? I'm talking to you. Some of the old guys have already been through this, you know. They're the ones that I'm talking about 14, 15 years ago. I could bring them up. They could tell you how much they didn't like me. Hallelujah. Many believers try to learn the gift. Here's, here's the, listen to this. Because you, you get in the church, and immediately you, you try to learn the gifts, the miracles, or the finances, or how to preach. You want to go on the street and start preaching, and next week when you just got saved. But all of that, is, you should not be trying to learn that at first. He says, learn the love walk. Sit until you learn the love walk. Then he will release you into, I mean, you can testify. You can win souls. I'm not saying don't go out there. But they, some people try to start a church in their home and try to, you know, invite 17 people to their house and preach to them, you know. And they got saved like a year ago. And then they vanish all of a sudden. They don't, you don't see them or the 17 people. They wanted to preach. No, learn the love walk. You can always testify, tell them a story, but learn the love walk. And God will release you if he wants to give you a ministry. You know, I've been with Pastor Sandy and Pastor George for, I don't know, 16, 20 years, whatever, you know. But they weren't pastors of our life. And we sat under teachers. We, we did everything. We learned the love walk. And then all of a sudden, we started the parlor church, you know, but it didn't happen like, hey, tomorrow, you know, I got saved yesterday, tomorrow I'm starting a church. And it wasn't them or us that, start that, that said, I'm going to start a church. God put it together. The Holy Ghost 
assignment, the Holy Ghost assigned me, the Holy Ghost did everything. If it wasn't the Holy Ghost, all of us still wouldn't be here. We didn't do anything. It wasn't hard. Because he put everything together as the love walk group. But we learned the love walk. Hallelujah. We didn't try to learn how to, you know, create miracles or preach. No. In fact, how accurately you perfect your love walk will, will determine how much of the perfect will of God you accomplish. See? That's it. How accurately you perfect the love walk will determine how much, how perfect the will of God in you will, uh, will accomplish. Can I teach you why? Are you ready? Because every other spiritual force derives its action from love. The gifts derive from love. The laying hands on the sick derives from love. The preaching derives from love. Everything that we do derives from love. So if you don't learn the love walk, you, you're going to fail in every ministry. Are you getting it? Hmm. So let me give you an example. The Bible teaches us that faith works by love. And answered prayer is almost an impossibility when a believer steps out of love. Did you hear that? An answered prayer is almost an impossibility when a believer steps outside of love. And listen to this. And refuses to forgive or is in strife with his brother or sister in Christ. Take notes. Everybody's real quiet because I know that you're not perfect. I know we all have read and the love chapter in the Bible, right? If you haven't read it slowly and daily, 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to read it in a few minutes together. But let me break it down. It begins by telling us that tongues are just noise if there's no love. And if a believer has the gift of prophecy, understands all knowledge, and has enough faith to move mountains, but without love, he's nothing. If he gives all that he has to the poor and even sacrifices his love, without the love of God, he gains nothing. Are you getting it? Okay, now do you see how important the love of Christ is? Without love, our giving will not work. So if you're struggling financially, examine yourself. Is, it, is my love walk perfected or maybe I should work on that more? Because your finances can't go without love. Without love, our giving will not work. Without love, our tongues and prophecy will not work. Our faith will fail. Our knowledge is unfruitful. All the truth that we have learned from God's word work by love. That's big, right? That not all. All the truth that we have learned from God's word work by love. Now you see, you must learn the love walk. Study. I started tonight. So now I started by saying that love is keeping his commandments. And he gave us the manual, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 in the Amplified. Study it daily. I said daily. Turn it to that daily until you perfect it. Confess it daily. Hmm. 
We'll close tonight by reading First Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 in the Amplified. But first, let me teach you some more. Okay? I don't want to be too late. Um, we say, <laughs> I don't know. We say me <laughs> or say me. Yes, you. You're the one who has to make the decision to perfect the love of the love of God in your life. You, not your neighbor. Don't look at me or anyone else. Keep your eyes on the word. Too many people keep their eyes on their neighbors and the price next to them and people coming in and going out. No, keep your eyes on the word. No one can do it for you. So make a decision in faith that commit yourself to obey God's word about love. When you study 1 Corinthians 13, I said study, not just read it, study it. Let me warn you, it's going to be hard to obey it at first because there will be times when we would rather do anything else than allow love to rule. Our natural mind and body doesn't want to do that, you know. I want to give on people my money. I better keep it in me, you know. Give them a piece of your heart. There were times when, when it would be much easier to go ahead and get mad and seek your own, retaliate. Yeah, you. There's times when it's easier to do that because love is directly opposed to the senses. The senses are up here. That's what we all, we lived with our senses to all, all the years before we got saved. Our senses have been trained to put themselves and their desires above everything. They have been trained to selfishly seek their own way. But love, say but love. The word says that love does not seek its own way. And in order to walk in love, we must demand that our senses or our flesh be subject to the word of God. We have to, our spirit has to demand, get in line with the word of God. Even if they are doing you wrong, you get in line with the word of God. Notice I said we must demand. Who's we? Our spirit. We, our spirit. He's in us. Are you getting it? Our spirit cannot demand anything out of our body, our flesh, or our mind if we don't feed it. So, so that our spirit has to go bigger than our flesh. That's why you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, because your spirit is growing bigger, and it's going to tell your flesh to get back. Our spirit man has to make a definite, a, def, a definite decision that our flesh will be subject to the word. Then and only then, say then and only then, will we continue in the love of God. So every time the temptation comes, we'll remember that we made a decision to walk in love. Say, I made a decision. Okay, so let me tell you what you can do after making the decision to walk in Christ and walk in love. The most powerful thing you can do in perfecting the love well, is to continually confess that you are the love of God. You say that over and over. I am the love of God. Even when you somebody makes you mad and you refuse to accept it, just say, I am the love of God. I am the love of God. You can say that over and over. I am the love of God. The word of God is in me, and I am love. Man, you can't do wrong when you say, when you're talking with your lips that you are love, and you have to be subject to love. 
basically when, when there's somebody calling you a hypocrite, you say, I am, I am love. I am the love of God. Hallelujah. The, the most powerful thing that you can do in professing the love of is to continually confess it. And we base our confession on 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 6. This God kind of love will begin to influence, you know, influence all that you say and you do. If someone says something unkind to you, love will say, that's okay. I'm not touchy. I'm not fretful. I'm not resentful. I take no account of this. And you go, see, who's getting all this? Our message tonight is learn and say learn to believe in love. It is the most powerful force in the universe. Walk in love by faith in the word. Walking in love is walking in the spirit, and that means that you're walking as Jesus walked. It's so neat to be happy all the time. Just walk around happy and talking to Jesus. Thank you, Father. My body was sore about a couple of weeks ago. I lost weight, you know, and, and I got in and out of the car, you know. And, and so I started, you know, loving on, 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 on the Lord. And every time I stopped, I said, Jesus, I believe for a pain-free body. I'm believing for a pain-free body in the name of Jesus. And every time I got in the car, you know, I said, I got my legs in, I got my butt in. I, I said, pain-free body. I believe for a pain-free body. I didn't just complain and say, God, man, give me my back and give me my back. I got my pain-free body. And all of a sudden, that this whole week, I had no pain. So thank you for a pain-free body. Feel anything in my body, I let it know. Jesus came and laid hands on me. I mean, you walk like that and you smile and you're happy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who learned something today? Hallelujah. So, who's got, if, if you don't have uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 6 in the Amplify, uh, they'll put it, I think, behind me and up there, and then we'll, let's all read it together. And I'm going to call Miss Becante, uh, is that how I pronounce it? Because she started this last week. But but I got a feeling that you got free last Wednesday. Or something. I don't know what it was. But you got free. God, the Holy Ghost ministered to you. And you're going to read this. And everybody's going to read it with you. And last week you read it crying. But today you're going to read it happy. Yeah, and it's right here. You don't need to go Testify first and then read. What what do you think? Something good about Jesus? What? I, I, I know what happens to you, you know, because I got I've laid hands on people. But you can speak it and, and share it and you'll see. Um, when I was coming up here, I almost like, um, 
going to um, obey. But the Holy Spirit was like pumping my heart, like you need to go up there. And like I'm thinking just for me, like I didn't know it was going to touch people. Like it was people out here who needed it. And it's just a <laughs> and um yeah, I'm just grateful that you know he he led me up here because when the next day or like whenever I would see people, they would tell me how God touched them and how they were grateful and thankful to him. Like, <laughs> Holy Spirit, thank you. Like, obedience is is important. It's it's a good thing. You should obey the spirit, obey the voice of God, obey God. Because like, like I said, you it's not just for you. It's for all the people too. So I just, that's Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never envies or envies wrong, cares over with jealousy, does not boast about error. Thank you. Okay, just God, just play it go. It is not conceited, arrogant, nor fancy is pride. It is not rude, or unmanly, and does not act Love, God loves on us, does not insist on its own rights, or is not arrogant, or it is not self-seeking, it is not harshly resentful or resentful, or it takes no account of the evil that it does, it pays no attention to it. Thank you, my father. Hallelujah. So plant those scriptures every day. Plant that in your heart by confessing daily. And then love will eventually grow and produce the fruit. Hallelujah. Which is souls. The fruit is souls. Okay. Who learned something tonight again? All right. Who's ready to come tell me what you learned? Okay. Right there. Come on. And then, okay, you go next. And then, and then third. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. One, two, so I'm sitting back there and my heart is just racing because I'm like, I have to confess. God is just so good. And I just wanted to share, like, when I first came, I felt so defiled. I felt so, like, unloving. I felt like I wasn't worthy. And so I, since growing up, you know, I had so much resent, so much hate, hatefulness, so much bitterness on the inside of me that it started, like, brooding so much sickness and so much anxiety and depression and, and fear and torment and stuff. And so when I first came, it was kind of hard, and it took a little while for me to actually, like, receive, like, like the Holy Spirit, like God's Spirit actually lives in me. Like, you know, how could Jesus want to live in me? I was so defiling. I was so, like, corrupted, you know, the things that I used to put in my body, the things that I used to do to my body. And so it took me a while to grasp grasp this, but once I got it, I'm like, man, like, God, like, Jesus, you could actually live in me, like, you really love me that you laid down your life for me, 
And so this became so real to me, and, and I love that you, teach, that you taught this, Pastor Jesse, because the love rooted on the inside of me, it's like, it's a love like no other, a love that you can't, that you can't buy, a love that you can't, you can't fix this love together. Like God's love is just so good and so pure, and it, and it helps us to love others because I used to hate people. I used to be so hateful and so, you know, angry at everybody that now I can't. I have no, no hatred bone on the inside of me. Like all I can do is just love everyone. And, and I'm always, you know, happy, and everybody tells me, how, you're always so smiley, you know, you're always so joyful. Well, it's because the love of God lives on the inside of me, and he made his home in me, and he dwells richly in me. And so I'm just, I'm so grateful for this love because, you know, growing up in, 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 my, child, in my childhood as I was a little girl, I didn't know love. You know, my parents didn't teach us love. They never said I love you. They never hugged us, you know. And so as I was raising my children as before Christ, I never told my kids I loved them. I never hugged on them. I never caressed them. You know, if anything, I would tell them, get away from me. You know, you crackhead, you stupid kid, get away from me. You know, I would say ugly things, you know, because I didn't know. I didn't have, you know, any knowledge in being a mom. And so because I was never taught. But I thank God, like now, if anything, I'm trying to love on my kids even more. I'm trying to show them even more, like the love of God, because the love of God is in me. And so he's just so good. He's so good. And I can't get enough of his love. I can't get enough of this life with him. And that's why now that the love is in me, I can tithe. I can, you know, give. I can be in the house of the Lord. I can be his faithful servant. I can be here serving God. I can be here praising God, you know. And, and I do it out of the love of God because I want to please my father. I want to do everything in my life to please him. And I don't even want to do any wrong because the Holy Spirit checks you, like, real quick. That Holy Spirit gets you, grabs a hold of you and tells you, no, you are not about to do that. You better shut that mouth because when he said in the beginning when he said that, you know, people will call you hypocrites. Believe me, I was called a hypocrite so many times. Many people would say, oh, and you're a Christian, and oh, you think church changed you. No, church did not change me. God has changed me, and he's the only one who can change me. And so I just thank God so much for this love. Thank you, Jesus.
so the walk of love will grow and then it'll grow so big by me demanding my spirit with the word of love with the word of God and with walking in love that my spirit will grow so big that my flesh will die totally and nothing will be offended because I love so much nothing you can tell me will offend me amen nothing I'm like I'm not even trying to do that you know and it's just and I put love more like really big because it's important even when people are or they talk about me, and they're like, yeah, she thinks she's all that. No, come get some of it. Amen? Yes. And she shall speak. What I learned in love from the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, it says that Christ may dwell in you. That Christ may dwell in your heart, true faith, and that you may be rooted and grow in love. So I, I, I learned that it talked about my work in, in love and my work, my work in faith, faith to know, faith to know, and to know love, <laughs> faith to know passion to Christ. Yeah. So we have to work in faith. And we 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 also have to talk about we talk about agape love. Yeah, it says the love of Christ that gives us strength. love goes hand in hand with obedience and the first step of obedience that I took when I was really really seeking God was getting married I did not want to get married and I told Pastor Jesse I don't love him because I was so scared of love I didn't know the God kind of love I knew the world kind of love and I was scared of getting hurt even though I already had my daughter our values didn't align I was so hurt I I didn't want to grow like that. But when you put God and you obey God, he takes care of the rest. So I started to feel a conviction about getting married. And I said, but I don't want to get married. But it's not about what I want, you know. It's about what's right before God. And and I, I took that step of faith. And after that, I can tell you there is a before and after when you're in covenant and not in covenant. The blessing started pouring in. in Things that weren't possible in the natural, and I've testified about my house before. In the natural, I did not qualify. I was 21 years old, fresh out of college. I did not qualify, but God made a way where there was no way. He put people in my path, and I know that that was God because of my step of obedience of getting married. And after that, I learned what love is. Like now, I'm unashamed. I hug. I kiss my husband. You know, when before, I didn't like to do that in public. I was embarrassed. And I mean, I not, might not smile and go around hugging everybody just yet, you know, because <laughs> I'm still growing in love. But it starts at home, you know. I know I'm loving to my husband. I love to serve him. My husband is messy, <laughs> but I, I don't mind. I love to serve him. I love to pick up the floor, the the his clothes off the floor. I love to cook for him. I love to serve him. And some people tell me like, like, oh no, like that's too much. Or like, 
And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's why I'm not your wife. Or that's why you're not my husband. You know, like we are the perfect match. I am his servant. I am his helper. Where he, where he needs help, he does the things that I can't do, and I do the things he can't do. We are a pair. We are one. We are rooted and grounded in love. And later on, I'll, I'll go around maybe hugging and smiling at everybody. But for now, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it starts there. Hallelujah. I love this church. Because um, I didn't learn how to, I didn't learn how to love them. I never was taught to love my children. No, they had to earn it. Like that was that was just the thing, you know. And um, it was hard for me to 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 love my my fiance then. Um, and <laughs> and um, I had to learn the hard way that before he started coming into church and before he started like coming to the house of the Lord. Um, he would say a lot of hateful stuff to me, like, don't go over there, don't do that. And my reaction would always be love and love and love him. And now he's here and he comes and we're, we're serving the Lord together. I just had to learn how to love him. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Thank you, Jesus. Man, that's good. I'm glad the Holy Ghost knows what you need. You gave it to me. Thank you, my father. Okay, so if there's anyone here that has never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you want to become a citizen of heaven, and with all the rights that go with it, uh, just raise your hand right now. 